0: And even though it was, I looked at the Jeep dash, seven degrees between Kenai and Soldotna. That was the coldest this morning for me. And I know some of you maybe are colder. So I really appreciate those of you who brought your electric blankets today. Raise the roof, church. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold, right? It's cold. Yeah. God is good all the time. When it's warm and when it's cold, he's good all the time. Praise God. Let's go ahead and start with prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are good all the time. You are faithful. You are constant, Lord. We thank you for your preserving power, your omniscience, Lord. And we give you glory and praise today. Bless, Lord, and anoint your servant. Anoint this church. And let us hear your word today without any doubting, Lord, today. We give you praise. Praise God. I am very excited about today's Sunday School lesson, very excited. It's about faith, and I really get excited about faith. Faith is, faith is like just, oh, just, it's so good. It, for us as Christians, I, I just think this is one of those, oh, anyway, I just love this lesson. I'm very excited about it. Today, the title is, Your Faith Has Made You Whole. Praise God, your faith has made you whole. We're going to take our scripture today from the book of Mark, um, starting Mark chapter 5, verse 34, and we're going to read a little bit further into that passage of scripture, but we're going to start with that one, and it says, And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. Praise God how god responds to our faith i don't know how he does but he does he responds to our actions in faith and when that happens supernatural things happen divine things happen eternal things happen so praise god and i like this quote that i found from martin luther he said this he said take the first step in faith you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step. Just take the first step. And sometimes that first step, just from experience, and you know this to be true, is the scariest step to take, that first step. And once you take that first step, you're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to (laughs) be. It's okay. The Lord and I can do this together. Praise God. So, if you need a little bit of faith today, I really hope that this lesson will encourage you, inspire you, give you just an increase, that little bump surge of faith that you need this week. Um, because sometimes, that, like that little song says, faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. That's Sometimes you don't need a whole lot. Just use what you've got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. We can use that. And when we don't know what our situation will Unfold into, we don't see the whole plan like God does. And when we're in the middle of that situation, it looks possibly dire. It looks like, how could I ever make it through? But when we use our faith, God is able to do great things in the spirit world that we could never imagine in the natural. Because we can imagine things. We can think of, like, how this could possibly work if this happened and this step happened next wow, I would have all of these ducks in a row. My health would be great. My bank account would be surging, exceeding abundantly. My children would be all living for the Lord. Our church would be increasing, like so much to the point where we would have trouble seeding everybody. We wouldn't know who to give Bible studies. There'd be so many. And then we need to find teachers for all of those. You know what? God can do great, great things with our faith. Let's just let our faith loose today, that God would let each one of us touch each heart and soul today, that he would speak to each one of us individually about how we are now using our faith and how we can grow and use our faith even greater. Because this story today, if it doesn't knock your spiritual socks off, (laughs) honestly, the faith of this woman that we're going to read about today, the faith of her... Her faith is just amazing, and we can look to God, and he is omnipresent. That means that he is present everywhere at the same time. There is no place where God's knowledge and power do not exist. Just remember this. I want to set a stage for you to just build your faith. He is Jehovah Rapha, the name the Hebrews gave for healing, for cure, for restoring, to make whole. And we know him as a God who heals. That is Jesus Christ. Praise God. And it's never too late. It's never too late to reach out to him. Lord, it's the worst it's ever been. In this story, you're going to find out that this lady, it was the worst it could ever be. Death probably looked better to her than life. So when you think that it's the worst that it could ever be, stretch your faith. I'm I implore you today to stretch your faith. Use it. Use it like you've never used before. When you get to that place and you feel like you're at the end of the rope and you're literally hanging on, that is where in the Bible we have story after story after story where people are like, I can't do it anymore. And they they know that they cannot do it on their own. Their families are not able to help them. Their friends can't help them they feel like they're alone and outcasts, and probably they were, but they do something. They reach out to God, and they cry out to God in faith, saying, nothing can help me except you, God, and that's the faith that God is looking for. He wants us to be, I don't want to say, if you do get to that place, and you will in this lifetime, where God, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to turn to, turn to Jesus because you know what he will you will he will have your attention he will have your command he will have your ear and god is god is with you in your faith he will bless you praise god i know there was a song we sang touching jesus is all that really matters touching jesus with our faith really matters it matters amen and i pray today that this will really encourage you and inspire you We live in a fallen world, and we live in situations day to day, whether it's work, family, or at home, where we will find ourselves saying, Lord, I need something from you. And Lord, Lord, that your touch would touch my heart, my mind, my spirit. Give me something to get through. If it's an hour that you have to get through, and then the next hour, go hour by hour. If it's the day, and I'm speaking to someone today, if it's the day that you need to get through, go day by day. If it's a week, God knows. And you know what? He will He will bless you using your faith and great things will happen. And in the story, there's a progression of just hoping and having faith and having this healing and then having peace. Peace at the at all costs, praise God. We're gonna read today in the Amplified Version, I'm reading Mark chapter five, verses 24, and we read that earlier, well, no, we read 34. We're gonna read 24 through 34. This is the story that I'm excited about today and sharing. And Jesus went with him, and a large crowd followed him, and pressed in around him from all sides a woman in the crowd who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much suffering at the hands of many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and she was not helped at all, but instead had become worse. She had heard reports about Jesus, and she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his outer robe, for she thought, if I could just touch his clothing, I will get well. I'm going to read more in a minute. Imagine her saying to herself, if I could just touch his clothing, I will be well. I would imagine if it was me, probably like her, she would be having a mantra in her head. If I could just touch him, I'll be well. If I could just touch him, I'll be well. And she probably had to convince herself also that Sometimes we need to talk ourselves into faith in God. If I could just touch him, I'll be well. The woman made her way through that crowd, probably not wanting to draw attention to herself because of her sickness. But she made it through the crowd with a determination. And as she moved through the crowd, she probably spotted the Lord's garments. Because in that time, the culture was the law stipulated that the people would tie a thread of blue through the hem of the, of the garment, and it would help remind them of the commandments that the Lord had given them. And then in the New Testament, by the time of Christ, this was done by attaching four tassels to the corners of the outer garment and weaving this blue and white thread into them. So maybe she saw that first when she saw him in the crowd? I don't know. I do know that she suffered for 12 years. And if you suffered with an illness for a month or two or a year or two, 12 years is a long time. It's it's debilitating. And she had not been able to really touch anyone or be with anyone really to make, you know, when you just pat someone on the back because it was against the law. Her need was so great. And she kept saying to herself, I'm sure in her over, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I will be well. And this word touched in the original refers to not just like a whisper or a feather touch, but it was more of a determined hold. I, I just, I, I need to touch him, like almost grab his clothing. And, the, and when she did, the Bible says the fountain of her blood dried up. And she felt it in her body that she was healed of her plague. didn't just say that, but it said immediately. Immediately. That power of healing reached her where nothing had ever reached her before. And how many years had she been seeing physicians and spending all her money? Um, Year after year after year, uh, she was probably now... She wouldn't be eating ramen then, but she if she was today, she would be eating ramen noodles because she wouldn't have any money to buy groceries. She was probably very poor at this time. But when she had healing, it was immediate, and she felt it in her body. But that power that she got from being healed had reached into her where nothing had ever reached before, and it was immediate. So in that moment her problem was gone. She was healed. It was immediate. And that is what Jesus Christ does for us when he heals us. Now, I know sometimes it's immediate healing, and sometimes it's progressive healing, but God is the healer. He is healing itself. So glad of his power. And his healing can reach where nothing else can reach. Maybe... Maybe she tried ointments. Maybe she tried other alternative methods from the doctor, like we sometimes do ourselves. Nothing helped her. She wasn't getting better. The Bible says, in fact, she was getting worse. In that moment, something happened besides her healing. She no longer had to live in seclusion. Because of her issue of blood, she was not able to be around a lot of people, like her family and her friends and her neighbors. Um, She was no longer unclean. That's a huge thing. And all of the shame and separation that she felt, gone. Immediately. Doesn't that sound like what our adversary does to us? Isn't Isn't he the one that produces this seclusion in our brains, in our spirits, that we're unclean and that we should feel shame and that we have this separation. Um, And he wants that separation so that we don't have that relationship with the Lord. Immediately, Jesus healed her. And immediately, he recognized in himself that power had gone out of him. And this was interesting because he turns to the crowd and it said that the crowd was so great that it thronged him. Like, you ever been in a place where there's so many people, and you're just like shoulder to shoulder, and you're like, oh, there's so many people. You can't get away. You can't move. It's like the crowd is literally moving you. <laughs> it was probably like that. But Jesus said this, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in around you from all sides And you ask, who touched me? Still, this is so neat. Still, he kept looking around to see, to see the woman. And though she was afraid and trembling, the Bible says, aware of what had happened in her, she did this. She came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So in that crowd, during that time, he saw her, and he knew that she was the one that had been healed. And he wasn't angry. He just he wanted to have a relationship, a conversation with her. And that's what he did. And he said to her, and this was our original scripture in verse 34, Daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in, in me has restored your health. And he said, go in peace. From that, she was, she was healed. It was done. Healed of all her suffering. Twelve years is a long time, I calculated the days. When you're in pain, 4,380 days of suffering, 12 years. We can read this story also in um, two other accounts in the gospel besides the book of Mark. We can read it in Matthew chapter 9 and we can read it in Luke chapter 8. And they all give just, you know, when you have a testimony from someone, they give a different eye account view. And so we have the story. The story unfolds in Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee. And this is where Jesus was teaching when a man identified as someone who works in the local synagogue approached him. And it wasn't just like, hey, how you doing today? It was distress. It was like terror for his daughter because he was begging Jesus to come visit his 12 year old daughter because he said she is about to die if not dead already immediately Jesus started moving to the direction of the man's house and this is where we find our story with the lady with the issue of blood and when he was teaching in the crowd he was moving along Um, this is when the woman approached him So we've got two stories going on here. The one with the man and his daughter, ill at home, about to die. And then the woman with the issue of blood coming to him. Jesus is amazing. (laughs) Our Lord is amazing. Out of the whole population of this whole planet Earth, he can hear every one of us at any given time, not taking one over the other as more important or not, because you are important to the Lord. Your cry out is important to him. Your cry of faith is very important to him. Praise God. And wisdom tells us that God somehow, sometimes, will allow us to go through things that may take a long time. Help us, Lord, to bring us to a point where we will say, God, all I have is you. Nothing else is working. I can't do this on my own. We do not have the ability to heal ourselves. He does. He is the healer. Does heaven rule your faith? Or does the world rule your faith? Who rules your faith today? I'm going to say the word of God. We're going to go and take some scriptures from the word of God. And we're going to look unto Jesus. And we're going to look unto him and let our faith grow. Praise God. Um, You know, She had God. She had no help from her family, her friends. Her bank account was probably dusty dry. (laughs) But what a resource having God. What a huge resource. We connect again when we have God as our resource. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. There is nothing he cannot do. And you know what? He's eternal. He's all-powerful. We talked about him being everywhere at all the God of creation, the, and he's the one we worship, and we have this great ability to trust him. Praise God. So when we look at this faith, faith according to the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, says that faith is the assurance that the things revealed and promised in the word are true, even though unseen, and gives the believer a conviction of, that what he expects in faith will come to pass. Hebrews I'm going to go on to Hebrews 11:3 says through faith we understand this is great for all of us because we believe the word of god through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Uh-huh Oh, praise God. Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses uh, 5 through 6. And this was Sister Ross's favorite Bible verse. I I just, anyway, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, reminds us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not unto our own understanding, and that in every way we should acknowledge him and he will direct our paths. That's a great scripture of faith when we trust in the Lord. The woman had a crowd between her and Jesus. The crowd was between her and her healing. So I'm going to ask you today, what is between you and your faith being used? What is it? Is there something? Is there someone? What is it? I say, you know what? Put it under the blood. And let Jesus Christ fulfill your faith dream, your faith desire, your faith prayer. All those prayers for all those years, yes, they go to heaven. And yes, they are eternal. And yes, your tears are collected in vials in heaven. It all matters. Our faith matters. Praise God. So where does that faith come from? Well, it comes from here today in Sunday school. Romans 10, verse 17 says that faith, faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of God. And we're going to talk about how she heard about Jesus and all the miracles that he had been doing. She heard about it before she ever saw him. There is at a moment, at this moment, faith. Faith is a moment where miracles happened, where miracles happened where things in the temporal change, and they become eternal. Isn't that great? This is like, praise God. I know we talk about spiritual disciplines in our lives, and faith is one of those that literally affects every area of our life. Our, every area, it affects it all. And this woman, she not only had a physical need because she had the issue of blood and that she could not heal, the doctors could not heal, she had a financial need There's so many aspects to this story. She had a physical need. She had a financial need. It says that over the years, she literally spent everything she had to pay the doctors. It's pretty sad when you have a situation where you know you need doctor's care, and you can't afford to pay for it. What do you do? Have faith. (laughs) Today, we would say she ran up all her credit cards drained her bank account, borrowed money from her family, her friends, sold her boat. (laughs) What? She sold her lawn tractor. She sold everything she could sell. She just sold it. And it was understood that she had sold everything. She didn't have a reserve cash. She didn't have anything buried in a can in her yard. Okay. Okay, for all of you. (laughs) It was understood she literally had spent everything to pay her doctors. She had no money left. She had nothing. Because of this, her life basically was in financial ruin. So we're setting a stage for you to see how when she did what she did, how she used extreme faith, risk-taking faith. It was amazing. Um, She did have another problem. Because of her constant bleeding, she was considered unclean, according to Leviticus chapter 15. And the religious laws, she basically was condemned to believe also that she was soiled and unworthy. There's a psychological drumming in her head that she was unworthy. Just take that in for a minute. Is that where we were before we came to the Lord? Did we feel soiled? Yes. Did we feel unworthy? Yes. Not only was she unclean, but anything she touched became unclean. That meant that it was her responsibility also not to contaminate anyone. So according to the law, she had to wait seven days after any bleeding before she was permitted to make sacrifice in the synagogue or the temple. If you're having an issue for 12 years, guess what? You're not able to participate in temple worship. You're not able to participate in synagogue worship. It was over a decade for her that she was able to do any worship in the synagogue. She would have been very limited in being around her peeps, her friends, her family. Socially, she was better than a leper, basically, because of her issue of blood. These are all the background things that we're talking about for her. I just want you to see the faith that she had when she used it. And there was a spiritual issue also. Because the people in that day viewed having a sickness like this as being cursed by God. It was superstitious. They would assume that because she was sick that she or someone in her life had sinned. And they viewed that people who suffered from illness or misfortune um, must be guilty of some sin that God was punishing them. Remember Lot and his friends? You can understand why she attempted to sneak in her healing, kind of like without being noticed. And the Lord basically said, who touched me? Um, in her culture, everything and everyone she touched was unclean. And she was not permitted to handle things like money or food. And exposing others also opened herself up to uh, being punishable by law, open, just contaminating others so she had a lot on her shoulders, would you say? <laughs> she did. Mark, the book of Mark makes a point to say that at the end in Mark chapter 526, she was no better. So she did all these things, she got worse. After you spend all that money, all that time, all that energy, all the resources that you can come up with and not being better. Wow. Today we have an assurance, and we know that our constant testimony of faith doesn't go unnoticed by God. He notices. In the book of Mark, it tells us that she had heard of Jesus. She did, Jesus was not a new person to her. She had heard of him. By this time, he had already healed hundreds, if not thousands, of people. So she had heard. She had ears to hear what was going around in the area she heard about Jesus. Just by her hearing about Jesus, I would just want you to, I just wanted you to get this for our testimony. By her hearing about Jesus, something quickened inside of her. She started believing that if she was able to touch his, the hem of his garment, she could be whole. She started believing just by hearing the stories. Folks, we have such a great opportunity Even if it's at a grocery store, I know we used to do it at gas stations, but now (laughs) that's different. We have opportunity. Um, However, she persisted to the extent that she was ready to risk everything at that point. Truth is, the only thing left that she really had was her life. There wasn't too much of that living going on because of her sickness. She took a huge risk. Huge. Have you ever had to take a huge risk to use your faith? And you take that first step, like Luther said, (laughs) that's the hardest one. Take that first step and you get past it. And You're like, the Lord and I can do this. It's going to be okay. He's got me. Praise God. I was talking to... You know, because it was kind of cold in here when we first got here. And I said, you know, remember those faith drops where people would be in like these corporate meetings and they're trying to encourage one another to trust your colleague, et cetera. And they would take someone, you know, turn them around backwards to the crowd and the crowd, they would let themselves fall into the crowd and the crowd would pick them, like carry them. I was saying, that would really warm us up really fast if we were to do that this morning, you know, faith. Because it does quicken something in us, and it does with the Lord. When she heard about Jesus, something inside of her changed, and she thought, "He can heal me." Remember Romans ten seventeen. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. By the time Jesus came to town, she had already heard enough about his healing people. She believed that he could heal her at that point. And she thought to herself, if I could just touch his robe, I will be healed. She didn't probably know what would happen exactly. She didn't know what would happen because when you think of all the stories of the people Jesus healed, all the things that happened, but she had hope and faith that if she could touch his robe, she would be healed, she would be well. So we see like a transition from she heard about Jesus, she started growing hope in her heart, in her soul, And then she thought to herself, if I can just touch him, I will be whole. I will be healed. She goes from hearing about Jesus to hoping in him and then healing and then something so amazing. He doesn't just do all this. Then he gives us such peace, and he says, go in peace to her. After all the fretting and stewing and worrying and anxiousness and care and concern, and wasn't that each one of us before the Lord – and he does this thing in our lives. And then he doesn't just leave us hanging. Like there's no cliffhanger here. Go in peace. Praise God. Go in peace. Our faith works the same today. Mark said in the book of Mark that immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of the terrible condition. The moment she touched the robe, her body was restored. Whatever pain she had was gone. And remember, folks, she had been in 12 years of this situation. So I imagine even taking those steps through the crowd to Jesus was painful. I'd imagine that that was not a fun road for her. She was restored. The pain was gone. This almost sounds like, you know, our ultimate reward. (laughs) The pain is gone. (laughs) She had energy again. She was restored. Immediately she was healed. Then there's this beautiful part of this story Jesus calls her daughter. This is so significant because being called daughter means that you have a family, you have access to a family, you have access to authority, you belong. And that's something he did right there, and I think he did it to show her and everyone around her that this is who she is now. Church, we live in authority in Jesus Christ, and we have such a blessing because we are part of the family of God. Praise God. I, um, it's interesting that she received her healing without Jesus even consciously being aware that she was coming for her healing. He didn't lay hands on her, but she went to him. Isn't that interesting? And after receiving this miraculous gift of healing, the Lord grants her something that her soul had probably desired and longed for for so many years, because she had been absent of church she had been absent of family. She had been absent of friends. She craved that. God gave her a place to belong in the family. He gave her a place of refuge. He gave her a place of peace. There's nothing like peace. Matthew 6.33 tells us, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you you know it really starts there really seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you when you're seeking righteousness and the right things god will bless you jesus told her to go in peace the peace in the old testament primarily meant wholeness total health total welfare it basically covers the sum of God's blessing to a person who is in covenant or relationship with him. Peace for us today is, all, is that knowledge that the Lord of the universe is by our side. It's resting in that knowledge that he is with us and that he will not leave us. Praise God. The woman with the issue of blood, she can really inspire I think she could just do an inspirational talk after her healing about using faith in a greater way because she had to use some radical faith. She went against also the rulers of her time because she reached out and touched the Lord against the laws of her time. But she had faith to believe that Jesus could and would heal her. Praise God. She had this persevering faith. Sometimes we have faith one day, and it seems to wane the next or the next week, but she had this persevering faith. When she heard about Jesus coming, she was like, oh, he's coming. I know something great's going to happen. Something great can happen when he comes. Imagine the crowd that she had to get through. It wasn't an ordinary crowd. It wasn't like Fred Myers on a Saturday at 1 (laughs) o'clock. It wasn't that kind of crowd, maybe bumping into a shopping cart here and there. She pushed her way through the crowd with her sickness, and she was probably hurting, and the energy level that she had was probably next to nothing. Without worry about herself, even being thronged or crushed, I would say that at this point, she had that fearful faith. It was, she was fearful, yes, I'm stepping out, but she was faith-filled at the same time. Wow. How could that be? You might feel like that sometime. Wow, this is really scary, God. (laughs) Like Veggie VeggieTales. So scary. (laughs) Step out. It's okay. God's got you. He's got you the whole time. That first step might be scary, yes. But we can have something in a determination in our soul that makes it so that we're like, God has got me. And I'll just, I'll just say this. I remember going into a hospital room one time, and this woman was pretty much hissed. <laughs> but she needed help so bad, I just couldn't leave her. I just couldn't leave her. I just wanted to inspire her in some way. And I just, you know, the Lord to inspire her. So I I visited the room and then I stayed away from the room for quite a while. And I the Lord the Lord he spoke to me. He said, "You're staying away from her room because you're afraid of her reaction and you know this whatever I don't know if it was a devil or hissing or whatever it was." And I was like, "I didn't answer the Lord, but you know what? He reminded me of the scripture. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And he reminded me, he reminded me and told me that not only do I have that to knowledge, I have angels that walk with me and go before me. And soon as I had that illumination of God's revelation to me again, I was like, because I knew that. I just need to be reminded of that. I was like... (laughs) I'm going back, and guess what? It was the best visit, and she was being transferred that day. I even brought her a paper flower arrangement that the Heritage Place ladies had made, and she was as sweet and nice as could be, and it was so positive and powerful. And did we get, the, did we get um, to do a little bit more? Would I have loved to do more? Yes, but what I got to do at that moment with the Lord's help and him, I was so happy. I was so, so thankful but you're gonna find yourself maybe staying away from situations or people or places because you have fear of what might happen. And if God's given you direction, and he knows, you know that's where God wants you to be and go and speak to this person, he's gonna be with you. With, you may think that you're alone, but you are surrounded. <laughs> there is more that is, are with you that are with him. I tell you what, go in faith believing, and God will just bless you. That woman with the issue of blood, such an inspiration. She had faith in Jesus' power, and she had faith that he could heal her, that preserving faith. She was afraid, yes, but she was faith-filled at the same time. What a contrast, right? (laughs) After she touched Jesus and turned around, the scripture said she came trembling. She was probably not at that moment her most courageous self, but she used her faith in the face of her fear. Isn't that really good when we think about our faith over our fear? God did not give us a spirit of fear in the word of God. Now, I have to get to the story, what happened to the 12-year-old girl that the gentleman had said, hey, come help my daughter. She's down to death. Um, Jesus was on his way to his house when he was re- interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. And because of time, I'm just going to do it real, real quick. The disciples were once more on the way, and when they, he and his disciples were once more on the way. And when they received the message that the girl had died, Jesus' words were very important. He said, "Okay, that he had just heard that she had died. This is what he said: Don't be afraid; just believe." I'm going to say that. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Jesus is telling them and telling us that anything is possible when we have faith. He got to the house. The people were gathering. They were planning a funeral. They were mourning and crying and wailing. um, And the crowd were laughing that Jesus said, she's still alive. She's sleeping. She's not dead. But that wasn't the case. She Jesus healed her. He takes a little girl by the hand and says, Talitha kumai, which means little girl, get up. And then he said, give her something to eat. Gave her something to eat. I had so many other fun-filled scriptures today to share. I was going to pass these scriptures out on faith just to encourage each one of us. But I just want to bring this to a close with this quote I found. It says, Faith is unseen, but felt. You can't see faith in my soul, can you? But I hope you can feel it. <laughs> faith is strength when we feel like we have none. Faith is hope when all seems lost. That's what faith is, faith. And I took a quote from Tori- Corey Tinboom. Boom. She, wrote, she writes this about faith. She says, faith sees the invisible, Believes the unbelievable and receives the impossible. I want to see, let faith see the invisible. The things that we cannot see, those are the things that are eternal. Believe in the unbelievable, because there are some things that, wow, wouldn't that be unbelievable? Yes. (laughs) And receive it. I want you to be encouraged today by the stories in God's word. Such moving stories. In the beginning, when we're introduced to this woman with the issue of blood, we, we, we have pity on her. It's been a long time. It's been a long, as um, Joy Haney would say, it's been a long, dusty road. <laughs> but Remember Diamonds for Dusty Roads? <laughs> it's been a long, dusty road. But the latter part of the story is where she is completely healed, and she has peace. She's been restored. She's called daughter. We rejoice with her, praise God. If I can encourage you today to stretch your faith, you may think, oh, it hurts or it doesn't feel good or whatever. You know what? Just do it. Just take that first little step and you'll be amazed. I know, that, um, I know we could all share stories of our faith stories. Um, I, years ago, had an issue of blood for two years and I didn't really know what it was until... I found out what it was, and then I had three surgeries to fix this. It never stopped bleeding. And so finally, I got to the point where this was me. I said, Lord, if it never stops, it never stops. And guess what? I know you've got me. I love you. And I'm going to go on like, you know what? I'm not going to let this consume me as much as it has. I've given it to you, and there's nothing else I can do about it. I won't tell you it was the next day, but it was very soon after that, the bleeding stopped. (laughs) It was like, Lord, you know what? I guess I just needed to have it for a couple years, and I don't know why, but God is good all the time. He is good. And with that, I'm going to leave you with the scripture verse that God is good. all. God is so good. (laughs) Psalms 89 and 8. O Lord of hosts. Who is a strong Lord like unto thee or to thy faithfulness round about thee? Psalms thirty one twenty three. O oh, love the Lord, all ye his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. Praise God. We're going to go into our morning worship. Um I always like to have more than I need, and then I get so excited I don't get to share everything with you. <laughs> but God is so good. I encourage you just to just to reach out in faith for something that you've been putting off maybe, or you just don't want to do it. Do it. Praise God. God will bless you. Praise God.